the the show was already scheduled. Everything was already set to go. I don't know how I'm rushing you. The show was you rushing me, bro. You nah, were rushing bro. you. You're the one that's you don't rush. A, you don't rush a boo boo, man. You don't rush boo boos. Okay. Yeah, I, and I, I was smoking. I, I don't that's know what you're talking about. Man, <laughs> if you rush boo boos, that's how you get hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, especially at that's our age. Yeah. Damn I don't sure know. I don't know y'all age. Y'all older than me, man. Y'all, y'all older. Man. You know, I'm, good I'm name. It's nothing but red. That's weird. I'm, I'm 25. That's weird. With it. That's why I'm mad. With it. With it. With it. That's why I'm mad. With it. Get out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it? That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's where I'm mad. Okay, you chasing clock on no way your shit turn. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's time to get in trouble. Podcast your boy Eddie Lyles for another episode. Turns G is in the Ye- building. Ski, ski. And then we got we got Mr. Chris Allen himself in the building. I appreciate it, sir. Oh. I really do. No, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, this is the thing, Chris. I don't think me and you never get to run into each other a lot. I think we Not run really. into yeah. yeah, we run into each other on like whims. Like, it's very weird. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what it is, man. It's just like uh I think with me living in Virginia, I um I just kind of like when I got into DC, I kind of got caught up in a certain like circuit of shows. Yeah. And that for years I didn't even know like other stuff existed. And then yeah. it's like, oh, you got these people over here. I'm like, oh shit! But I had been so comfortable where, like, I just kind of got stuck in my own little world of of comedy. And then reaching out, I, I got to meet you and like Rob Gordon and all yeah. the other producers and stuff. Yeah, like it's it, easy it, it, to get lost just, in that scene too. Yeah, it is, especially back then. Yeah. We just we talked about we was just talking to Eddie Morrison. Uh, he was on the earlier podcast, and that was one of the things that like Terrence and Eddie had never met. Like before, because in turn, so Terrence is in Omaha now, but Terrence is from started doing comedy in the DC scene. Okay, you get what I'm saying? But it's like that was one of the things we was talking about. Is like there were so many fucking rooms, there was so many different shows that you can go to that you could literally go years without ever seeing another comic in that scene. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, man, like, um, you, you say y'all talk about anything, so I did. Yeah. Not to be, I don't think I'm better than anybody, but you just know, like when you do been doing comedy for a while, it's just yeah. certain rooms you don't do anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, uh, I'm not gonna say what it was, but I went to a very low level mic in 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 um, Virginia, and I was just like, man, I forgot. Like, this is what it was like when you first start. Yeah, you know, like those. I'm talking about those low, low entry level mics. I'm like, man. And then, like, you ever do that? You ever do that? You go to a show like that, and you ask yourself, like, "Why am I, I here? One, why, why am I why here? Am I here? Could you imagine starting over again? Could you imagine no. that? No, like, I, dude, I tell people this all the time. And me and Daryl Charles, we, Daryl Charles is a comic out of uh, Baltimore. Um, he does a lot of his shit up in PA, so he works more PA, but like, already has a comedy album out, everything, right? But he lives right. in Baltimore, so it's like. He has to go to certain rooms. And every blue moon will just sit in the back and be like, why the fuck are we even here, bro? Like, it's like we could have, I could have literally just went to a comedy club. Like, I didn't have to, I, I for all of this, I could have went to a comedy club and had a way better time, at least seeing, you know what I'm saying? Like, but at the end of the day, it's like the more you get up, those, those rooms still help. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. You know what I mean? It's they just, still yeah. help. They, they do. It's just, it's just hard to go. It's like, how do how do how can I be creative when I got all of these motherfuckers just saying shit that will never fly anywhere but this room? I, I know. I heard some stuff. I was like, "Damn, that was." <laughs> yeah, it's basically like the dark web equivalent of open mics. Right? It's like, the dark web. That's what it, it's it, like. It's it, like it the really dark is. web. It's, it's basically like, oh, people still say that shit out loud. Yeah, oh, that's because nobody's here. Yeah. Really give yeah. a shit, and I and I'm not like a censorship type comic, yeah, but it's just same. like I'm I'm cool with all types of jokes, but I'm just you get used to hearing like you get used to hearing at a certain level, you know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. A, a level of, of uh, expertise. Mm-hmm. But when you hit those like open those super super low level mics, you like, damn man, this is wild. Yeah, I and, mean, and like, <laughs> I, I think people take that shit like like oh you trying to be offensive or oh, you trying to shit on us? It's like no, dude, no. I'm not like. I'm really not. This is what I'm going to explain to you what it is, right? When you hear 
when you hear somebody do a very creative joke in your head, you're just like, oh, that was I like how you just twisted that. And then you think about your own jokes, you're like, oh, I could have twisted shit. Right. Like it, it helps, it helps get your creatives going. But when you just keep hearing people do bullshit, you just like, no, like you niggas, y'all not even taking this shit serious. Yeah, it's just like, like I like pancakes, right? You like pancakes. It's like, right. would you rather have like some shitty pancakes, right? Or like some gourmet shit, yeah. right? That's that's really the same. That's what that's all it is. It's like these motherfuckers just learning how to cook. That's all right. it is. You just learning how to cook, and it, I'm not. And the thing is, a lot of shit it is funny, but in my mind, I'm like, man, that would not do well in the club mm. or like the shows I'm doing now. That yep. would not fly, and it's just funny to hear it. Well, it, it, I, even. Even not even just the clubs, but even just kind of that shifting climate of comedy, right? Right, like right, there's, right. There's that rooms, too. The very and, and I mean, I don't want to sit there and necessarily say shifting, but that's kind of what we say because let's be honest, we're not in like no Lenny Bruce shit. We're not getting put in jail for jokes yeah. yet. But it's still, you've got right. to watch certain lines and not say certain shit. And it's right. so when you hear these cats say it and it's just so unrefined and raw, you can't help but be like, ooh. Uh, I know it's like damn, <laughs> and you, but you know what's what's what I think what's the tricky part about that is when you have a guy like Patrice O'Neill who we call raw, unfiltered, mm, um, right. and a young comic hears that and go, oh, I'm gonna be raw and unfiltered. But it's just like, man, you don't even understand the level we'll of Jedi ness that, that yeah. went into this. It's just like yeah. he might say some wild shit, but there's gonna be a point where he's gonna make it super super funny and it's going to make sense. Right, you know what I mean, but a lot you just of these, left it out there for no reason. Yeah, right. Yeah. You just said it because it was wild. He's gonna say it's, yeah, it's right. wild, but he's gonna he's it's gonna be very nuanced and punchy right. at the end. Yeah, I, I I remember like I was trying to explain this to people, and I was like, um, like especially like newer comics, and I'm like one because they're like, oh yo, you got so much information. I'm like, I really don't. I'm yeah. telling you the same shit that OGs told me. Right, you get what I'm saying, and this is the shit that worked for me and what it did. I. Yeah, when I come to y'all room, I might do my my outlandish jokes that I don't use everywhere, right? But I would not you like until that joke gets to a certain level, I would never do it at a club. You right. get what I'm saying? You guys oh, yeah. are doing this shit to do at clubs, and then you're asking why? Like, I've run a, I run a charity show, right? Like the show is for charity. You just see the pictures, and you're like, oh, this shit is dope. Like, no, nigga, this shit is for charity. So right. I can't do certain shit there. You know what I'm saying? I can't right, say dude. certain shit there. So if you want to keep talking about your anus and, and, and oh, God, I don't I hate these, you know what I'm saying, these certain group of people or what's the name? Thought these white girls will light your ass the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, and I've seen it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody, I, I've, I've accidentally gone down the wrong path in a joke and said bitch too many times. You get what I'm right. saying? Like, because you just feeling yep. it, you feeling it, you feeling it, you feeling it, and then you let go of that second bitch, and you're like, whoa, 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 they just pulled out. Why did right? But see, if you're in the black room, that's cool. But right, you do that right. with a like a white young liberal room, they take that word very seriously. Yeah, but in, a, in, a, in a black room, it's just it's just a word, it's just part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, as long word. as it's funny, the motherfuckers is laughing, right? Right. Long, they, they're not thinking about the words you're saying. They were, yo, is that funny? Does that make right. sense? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they're not right, looking cool, to take offense. To me. It, exactly. They're not looking to take offense as much. But, yeah. but when you go in certain rooms and you got a shit ton of white girls in front of you and you think that these motherfuckers are not picking up every word you're saying, you out of your fucking mind, bro. Out of your mind. They <laughs> hanging on. And they waiting for you to say a trigger word. Yeah. In some cases. <laughs> they waiting. Facts, yeah. bro. Yeah. And it's, but like, 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 I always say, like, yo, I want to get, like, Go ahead and cancel me. I'm I'm nobody. You cancel me, you're gonna make me more famous. Like just being real. That's, that's true. I mean, like, look at Shane Gillis. He probably would yeah. he would he would have done well on SNL, but he's yep. doing way he dude. His special got over a million views in I think a, a, a week, maybe. Yeah, and that shit is fire. Yeah, it's dope. What it's up, what up fire. Glenn? Like, so it's like you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta this turns always says like the the this. And we'll actually, I guess we'll direct the question to you in a second. But Terrence is always like, you got to be politically correct. And like, I, I don't like that you have to be politically. And I always say, you don't have to be politically correct. You just got to take what comes with not right. being, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to right. take, if you want to cross the line, that's fine. 
You just got to be able. Don't come back and bitch you, you, that people you, are upset about it. You you That's, also don't want to kill your career before you have one either. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you Shane don't. Gillis, you won't. Shane Gillis was was had the fortune to be budding beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's unfortunate that you get people in a position that don't look at a mic like that as a position to grow, as a place where people are, like Chris said, they're just learning how to cook. And yeah, their pancakes are shitty now, but maybe they'll be gourmet in another year. But we right. got a lot of comics, comics, right, that don't think that they're going to give that leeway to allow these guys to learn how to fuck up the recipe a few times. And so that's what I'm saying when I say you've got to be politically correct, because I'm not saying that that's the end all be all. But you can't just go in there guns blazing trying to figure everything out all at once either. You got to have some tact with it, too. And that's a hard fucking line to ride sometimes. To be smart enough to ride that line, but funny enough as well to bring in the funny. Right. I agree. It's, so what, what is a, your thoughts on it? Yeah. It's weird. You know what? Because I'm, I'm retired military, so I, I, I take a lot of things back Appreciate to how. Appreciate your service. Oh, uh, thanks, man. So I liken it to the military. When you're a young airman or private, whatever branch you're in, when you're the, the low guy in the totem pole, you have the least amount of leeway to play with. You have yeah. to be on, on point. You have to be very respectful. You can't speak your mind. You, you know what I mean? If you do, they go, oh, airman, so-and-so is a mouthy. He's very mouthy. Mm. We don't want to hear that from him. We just want to hear yes. It's the same thing with comedy because I used to tell a lot of younger dudes, too, like uh, guys who were trying to get just to the MC level, they're like, man, I want to be like Stan Hope. I want to do Jessel Nick stuff. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you can't do that from an MC spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't come out and open a show talking about cancer and cutting a woman's tits off and you, you, a baby died in a car accident because of a drunk driver. It's just like, yo, you got to think about, you're trying to set the room up for comedy for people to laugh. And you got to right. think, too, like, you know how many shows Jessel Nick probably got kicked off of or got fired from weekends because he was trying to do that shit yeah. from, mm -hmm. from the spot he wasn't able to do it from yet? Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, like, you got to come out. You got to learn to crawl before you walk, man. Learn how to write a regular joke. Then if you want to get into more stuff, of weird stuff about cancer and cutting people titties off and all that <laughs> weird shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> learn how to write a good joke. I, I, first I just... And, I like that it's cutting the titties off. I kind of want to. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of some weird shit because I mean I've heard. People... <laughs> I've gone. Yeah, I've heard a lot of different shit, bro. But you know, I've heard I mean, a lot of different just, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. go for the dark stuff, and it yeah. might be funny, but it's just like, yo, for the where you are right now, that's not gonna work. If you're trying to work at a club, that's yeah, not gonna right. work. And people feel so like um, stifled and stuff. I'm like, yo, but as you climb up, you get more leeway. You can you can yeah. say more. You can do more stuff. Same with establishing the rapport is a right. is, is a beautiful thing. You, you, right in the military, like once you become higher rank and you like uh, like say you are E nine and you like this process sucks. I think this is stupid. They go, damn, chief is a go getter. Ch chief is a truth teller. But as an right. airman, if you do the same thing, it's like you're just causing trouble. Same thing with comedy. It's just like, hey, some of that stuff, man. Just at your level, you don't even need to go there right now. Leave, leave that to somebody I'm, else. Because like you said, so Terrence, proud. are you really gonna do? You're hurting yourself at a local level. And it's not, is it is it worth it? You know, yeah. and and That's I'm a, so like, proud. I, I got a fellow Air Force veteran here. Yeah, shout out to Air Force. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. yeah. Terrence is Terrence is a vet as well. It's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. So, like the thing, like that. This I try to explain this to guys sometimes because they're like, "Yo, you do certain shit." Like they'll like point at me and they'll be like, "You say certain shit," and I'm like, "All right, bro. Um, I'm also I'm I'm nine years ahead of you. That's one." I also, fortunately, I was good at promoting. <laughs> like, so I, I run my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of hard to, you know what I'm saying, push me off. But I also know when I go to clubs, what I can and cannot say. Right. You get what I'm saying? And like, mm -hmm. and I was like, and make sure you understand this shit. It has hurt me more than it has, has helped me. I've, you get I what I mean? Yeah, I've had because it happen I've, too. I've, I've been that guy. I've been the guy, like, I do, I do the homeless joke. I do the... You know what I'm saying? I do the, you know what I'm saying? Dumb, the little stupid dumb jokes that's over the top, right? I have those in my repertoire. When somebody as a, as a, the the most bookings you're going to get is from another comic. That's the best way to put it. And if the, another comic only sees you doing that shit, then they're not going to put your name up. 
You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because right. people don't understand. A lot of people don't get that. Like, when you, when you, at when you, the first three, four years, the first three, four years, it's a lot of people who are going to be working at the club and not doing comedy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of club yeah. owners who used to be comics. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of doormen who who started off as comics. They started doing doormen and it didn't work out for them. There's a lot of fucking people that that started in comedy that aren't there anymore. And you don't know where that person's going to end up. So you in the first two three years you think, oh, okay, I'm just doing this joke about homeless people taking it in the butt, and I'm gonna be able to get away with that shit. But then this dude becomes the booker at the improv. In your city, and that's the only thing he knows you as. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that oh, yeah. shit. Ha- that shit happens. I see it. Lot. I see it too. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. So I, I, it's like, yeah, I, yeah. don't try you to say, abuse my shit. I'm giving you advice because I've lived it's so it. True, it's so you true. Yeah. Especially in the clubs, because just like us, people in those clubs they work their way up. Like I did a All lot right. of my um, initial club work um, in Dayton at the a lot of the Dayton Funny Bone. And I came up with a lot of those people on the on the on the funny bone side where they like when I first started going there, they were bartenders. Mm-hmm. They they were just servers. And next thing you know, they're managing, you know, the box office. Then now they're assistant manager. Now they're doing this. Now they're booking the class of the comics. Now, boom. Now I have a friend who's a GM. But if I yeah. was a, if I was a dick to her coming up, I would have been yep. done. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I think that's a, that, the hard part for me is what I try to. I, uh, uh, somebody called me, a veteran called me the other day, and I think he showed a podcast, and he was like, "Why do you keep trying to explain this shit to people?" Right? And I was like, "Dude, like sometimes I think people don't get it, and it's not that I'm trying to explain it uh, to the sense of like, hey, I'm right, you're wrong. Like it's not one I'm trying. I'm just like, this is my experience with it. Now, whatever the fuck you decide to do." This is the fuck you decide to do, buddy. Like right, you know dude. what I'm saying? Like we've had Capone on here talking about he knocked the person out because he stole right. a joke. That worked out for Capone. That don't mean that's gonna work out for you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. don't get that shit. They think you know like what? whatever, yeah. whatever they hear, that shit works. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do what works for you. Yeah, dude. You know what, man? I've had bad experiences calling people out for jokes I thought were stolen to the point where like I don't even do it, man. No, there's no point, man. I don't, I don't, I don't do it, man. I don't call people out for jokes at all. And, and change the joke because that's the big thing right now, right? We got the Joe Hill situation with uh David Arnold. Do you know, uh, you know about this situation? No, nah. all right. So, David Arnold is a, is a comic who just I know moved. who he is. Yeah, LA yeah. dude, light skin, LA dude. He yep. had the side chicks joke a while back, and so his, his special just dropped, mm-hmm. right? Well, not just dropped, I apologize. Uh, his special dropped during the pandemic, like 2018, right before the pandemic. It blows up during the pandemic. Uh, Joe Hill is a comic out of New York. Mm-hmm. Joe Hill, uh, basically, consciously, subconscious, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? His joke is identical to David Arnold's, right? So David Arnold, David Arnold goes online and it's just basically like, "Hey man, I know like sometimes young comics, y'all don't think about shit." And y'all like might use people's shit um, unknowingly, uh, but these are my jokes. And then he just for four minutes puts up his video of him doing the joke on his special, and then uh, 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 Joe Hill doing the joke later. Oof. And yeah, and it was just like, hey man, and he was like, y'all might be thinking, oh Dave, this guy might not even know you. It's, it might be uh, uh, cross thinking or something like that. And a parallel thinking or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And he puts it, he puts up a, a, a DM from Joe Hill, like, yo, I love you. You're up there with fucking Dave and, and Louis C.K. Like, I, uh, I literally respect that, you. That yeah, I was good. like, oh, that you suck this. That like, yo, you play suck your battleship, nigga. You was out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yep. I'm saying? Yeah. But but like David Arnold, like David Arnold, like really ha- handled this situation kind of like chill. Godfrey comes and is like, fuck that, man. Yeah. Like, you stole my man's jokes. Fuck these corny ass. And I was like, God damn. Like, yeah, oh, Godfrey lit it up. And I was just like, sometimes, like, I had, I, I was personally, I was telling somebody this the other day. It's a guy in New York 
who came down, was doing something at a festival, hurt. Like, I know he hurt my joke. I go to New York a couple years later. I do the joke. Everybody thinks, every, a lot of people in New York who don't know who I am think I stole this dude's joke. And I was like, huh? Like, do you see the joke? When I, Chris, I'll tell you the joke offline, but if, if you hit a joke, you will see that the joke fits me perfectly well. If I show you the person, it, it you'll be like, nah. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I'm saying? What I'm just, touch, man. That's, and it was that's just nice. like, it was just like, but it's no, like, people's like, you gonna say something? It's, what the fuck is the point? Change the joke. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, yeah. Eddie Bryant told me that a long time ago. Dog, we comics, we write for a living. You got two choices. Like, like if if y'all see each other on the street one day, you may be bring it up. But inside the comedy world, man, leave that. Just change the joke, bro. It's not. It's not all the way worth it. Yeah, a lot of times, I, if I if I hear something that that's even too close to mine, I'll just I'll just drop it. Right. Yeah. I'll just drop it. It's not the end. Of, it's not the end of the world for for me. I mean, yeah, I've had jokes where I'm like, I do not want to lose that joke, but I just you just got to drop it. And the thing is, you forget about it. This is like exactly. and, you, and you move on. You yeah, know, right. but uh, yeah, man, that's stealing joke stuff, man. And here's another reason why I don't do it is because I don't know why everybody gets on stage because there are some people who like to like I've seen people get up on stage and they've done Chris Rock's jokes. Like I, I was in Vegas when I started and I saw this African dude. He was just like, I just want to go up and do some Chris Rock jokes. Like for some people, it's really like a, a bucket list thing where. They just yep. want to do like a karaoke comedy thing. And we get yeah. so mad. And I'm like, yo, why are you mad at this person? They're not coming yeah. back. They just right. wanted to do it one time. They just, they right. love comedy so they much. They wanted to see what it felt like. They then. wanted to see what it felt like. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if they're trying to get booked and saying they wrote that stuff, right. that's completely that's different. Because yeah. I, like, I was out of town and um somebody came to my mic and I, I guess he was doing like Brian Regan or somebody else's jokes. And I had like four or five people like, there's this dude doing these jokes. I was just like, I don't care. I don't care. They, He'll next never time we, be back. And then guess what? They haven't come back. It's been three weeks. And they about to, they're, they're losing their minds. It's just like, right. who cares, man? That person wanted to get on stage one time and just do it. Public speaking is, number, is, is the number one fear for most people, if not all, everybody. Yeah, I think that's one yeah, thing yeah. that I do appreciate about me personally aging as I've been do, doing comedy. You know, I'm I'm in eight years now, um, working on my ninth, and it's like I I don't care as much about the stupid shit like that. Like I think as a young comic first starting out, I probably would have been like, oh man, that's disrespectful to the yeah. art. Like, what the fuck yep. are you doing, man? And now I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I'm on my path, doing my thing, trying to better myself. Right, no, Chris. Are you rolling? A, hold on, one second, one second. Off topic, off topic. No, this is are you thing. rolling a blunt and using a vape? <laughs> I, like I didn't another, know you was a pothead. I didn't know this at all. I don't. I never smoked marijuana, sir. I, I'm a CBD guy. Oh, <laughs> you found your loophole. Get the I'm fuck a, out I'm, of a, I'm a CBD man. Nah, man, I, I love weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you know that I thought when I first, when I first, like, this is not a, this is not at all a taking a shot. I thought you were like a Christian comic. <laughs> I swear to God, I did though. For the longest time, because I what, think, like, what was it? Because I think you, you used to come. Didn't you wear glasses? Yeah, you almost yeah, said like that, like that to... was an insult. Like I thought. No, 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 no. Because no. Chris used to come to Mike. Like every time I would see him at a mic or something like that, he was kind of like you. You and Tommy Taylor and Rob Gordon would basically be in the running for best dress. And then, but it was <laughs> like Tommy, Tom, Tommy Taylor be he like he the Steve Harvey of DC. Bro, this Tommy be dressed up. In. Dress yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. bro. I've do I've never seen Tommy Taylor without a haircut ever. Ever. That dude, he looked like he fresh out the chair every day. Oh, that's that, that dude, Beijing, bro. That's uh, that Beijing, that, bro. Let's, that, not, yeah. let's not do that. Let's not do that. I love Tommy, but that's that Beijing, bro. They We're be not gonna do this here. He's a Beijing boy. Do... Bro, that boy, listen, listen, that's listen, listen. listen. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I put up a picture of me in high school and I legit fuck my I used to fuck my hairline up all the time. Cause I literally Bro, every every oh, three day, bro. I would what? What? Oh, yeah, get wait, that joint, and I joint every blue moon. It would go all the way back. I cut yeah. it all the way off and let yeah. it restart. Yeah, you know what man. I'm saying? Oh, dog, nah. I know. So for your headline not to move backwards, but always be sharp. 
Oh yeah, that's Beijing, baby. You ain't got you ain't got to tell me nothing, bro. I've been I, yeah, I've been lucky to be forty one, man. I still got mine, man. For real? Yeah, I'm yeah lucky, I don't. Look, look, I didn't even cut my hair since the festival, <laughs> and I'm gone, bro. Like it might like, it might have receded back a little bit, but baby, I still got you. Yeah, <laughs> Terrence, you like you do sneaker reviews and shit. You like you look like, <laughs> like a Fomer Simpson brother and shit. <laughs> I, I I I do love the fact that my shit. Went like because this what used to happen, right? I used to have the Nike symbol in my head, all right, like because it was down here and then it would just swoop. Oh, all yeah, the way back. one of those joints, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now it just faded across the top, and I'm just like, all right, cool, I'm good. Okay, let me ask you this <laughs> when, did, when did you start cutting it off? Were you doing the low cut Caesar so you could see it for a while? So, because no, so I used to, I got my hair to a little bit shorter than yours is now when I was a kid, and then my okay. grandma told me, yeah, and my grandma, no, no, like with your plaits. Oh, for my grandma, yeah, my grandma was like, "Can you cut uh, the the grandma of the church was like, can you cut that off?" Because I was playing football too, and so I cut it all off. And then when I cut it off, I tried to grow it again. When I tried to grow it at like twenty four, like I want to say like twenty four, twenty five, it stopped. Like my hair grows all the way out. I had a mushroom, so it grew. All of this grew. I could plait the sides, but the top was just flat. Oh, it was man. weird. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't grow anymore. You get what I'm saying? So that's what I'm afraid of, man. I'm like, man, should I do this to my hair? Because what if it won't grow back when I'm done? You said, what? I'm afraid it might not grow back. <laughs> Facts, bro. Like, yeah, that's I, that's I, the I, scary I, part. That, oh, I, I am too. Mac, Mac, Mac asked uh, if did anyone see Joe Hill's um, response. I don't, I don't know much of anything. No, no, no. So Joe, yeah, he had. So I didn't, I didn't address it. Mac, that Mac, you know, Mac's my boy. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I didn't address that part because Joe put out like several responses, and none of them was like, "Yeah, I fucked up." None of them, or or just being like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, I've been wrote these jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wrote these jokes. I did see him doing, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's one of my favorite comics, and I was just like, "Oh, we on the same wavelength." That's what put me on to him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I had to stop doing the joke. Just apologize for keep doing the joke. That's what you got to do. Get the fuck out of it. Get the fuck out of it. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit there. You he like doubled down. Now he's on like he's on like several. Like we were supposed to have him on the podcast before this whole situation. I know Joe. Like he's a cool dude. Like he comes down to Baltimore sometimes. He's a really cool dude. Um, I just think you can't get out of this one. This is one of the ones where it's like, oh, you just shut the fuck up and let it let it die. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain yeah, situations yeah. where sometimes you just let it. If you let it die, it won't get big enough for you to, you know, what I'm saying, have to even ever really address it. But right. when you address it too early, you just made it bigger, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I uh, looking back, I remember I was I did a I was doing a hacky bit for a while, and I was just like, why am I doing this? That the, uh, it was a bit where um, where I'm, I'm pretty sure you heard it before, where people go like um. I got a kitchen pass, and then you, you know, you. My wife said I could fuck like Holly Berry, this person, and then I, she told me her her pass, and she wanted to fuck my barber, and you know, uh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I got caught up doing that because somebody's like, "Hey, man, that's kind of been done." I was just like, "Yeah, I don't care," and I did it for like six months, and then I was just like, <laughs> "Why the fuck would I continue to do this, knowing that it's not, um, it's 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 not an original bit." And I, I would say I was probably about three or four years in, man. I had to tell myself like, don't, don't get even caught up in that in in the um in the uh, practice of remixing jokes. Right. Yeah. So, so I in my story, I had uh so I played I played football. I used to do a joke about I hate when people ask me that I play football, blah blah blah. Um, but like when I did play football, it was uh, we always would try to figure out who was the gay guy. So we would say, would you suck? We would be like, yo, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? And then like somebody was like, so I, I do this. I kept doing that joke for like, I think I want to say like two years. Nobody said shit to me. So and I was, and I mean, when I say I was heated about this shit, I was heated about it when I figured it out. Cause nobody said like, no, I was probably, I was probably doing that joke for like three, four years actually. Right. Nobody said shit to me. I'm just like, oh, I got this good premise. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got this good premise on the joke. I made a, I made a, a, a crucial punchline on this joke. Oh, man, I'm working it. Nobody says anything. I go to McGooby's to support a, a fellow comic for the uh, McGooby's competition of the year. 
a guy on stage does it, right? Guy on stage mm -hmm. does, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? Like, blah, 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 blah. And so when he comes off stage, I was like, hey, man, would you uh, hit that joke? Like, what, what made you decide to do that joke? He was like, oh, man, I be, me and my friends used to always say that shit on the street. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, me and the boys in the football locker room used to do that shit, too. Like, what's that? And Ryan, I'll never forget, Ryan Nazer and Rob uh, Rob Mayer walk over to me and were like, are you guys really arguing about that joke? He was like, no, nah, no, nah, we were just talking about it. He's like, dude, that joke's been done 85 fucking times over the last 85 fucking years. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you? Yeah. Like, they both, they're hack jokes. Like, why are y'all even discussing it? And I was like, what are you talking? I was like, that ain't a hack joke. What are you talking? And it was like, that was when I, that was the lesson I learned of like, dog, help your com help your fellow comics out. Yeah. Sometimes people don't know. You don't that know. That shit yeah. be hack. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. People, you ever have like people try to give you stuff? Or, yes. or like, uh, yeah, it's just like, ah, because so many people steal like meme comedy. I'm like, I don't know yep. where you got that. It's, that's yep. actually too funny. So yes. that makes me believe that you didn't come up with it. Some random person and they go, oh, take that. I'm like, nah, I don't know. Oh, take it. I saw it on the meme. It's like, I can't take a meme. Right. Oh, don't, 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 um, yeah. don't, don't use this in your bit. Like, I won't, bro. I promise yeah, trust I me. Don't, yeah, don't put this in your skit. It's just like, yeah, trust me. This yeah, I'm is not gonna very do that, bro. boring. No, no one, wants to, no one wants to hear this. Nobody wanted to hear that bullshit. Nobody bro. wants to hear no, that, this. That shit is that shit. I, I I was trying to explain this to my boy. My boy was like, "Bro, I'm just trying to help you. I told you I got all these good bits, and da da da. da I should be a writer." And I'm like, "Bro, listen, I don't. I'm not trying to be an asshole when I say I'll I'll try my best. You get what I'm saying? Like, because I kept saying I'll try my. I was like, "Yo, I'll think about it, man. I'm gonna. I might put that in. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Oh, you always say that shit." You ain't putting this shit in your drink. I know you. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. All my jokes relate to me now. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. all, I'm, I, I legit switched full, almost full over the storytelling. Now, I can swing out of it, and I do the crowd work thing, but my jokes jokes are a lot of storytelling jokes. You know what I'm saying? Or experience jokes. So that I don't really fall vic too, much, too, too victim to... Uh, uh, infected thinking or parallel thinking or any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. where I might hit somebody else's joke two years later, don't realize that I heard it in their joke and put it in my joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, which mm -hmm. does happen. Which does yeah. happen. I've yeah, seen I've that a lot. Yeah, I've been on the road with, uh, and I'm not trying to name drop, but I've, I've, I've gone on the road with Norman quite a bit, Mark Norman. And like, uh, every once in a while, I'll text him like, oh, I got this bit. And he'll go, ah, oh, that's kind of like mine. I'm, and then when he says that, I go, oh, damn, that is kind of like, you heard it. it's just a, yeah, yep. But it's just a little, it's just a little different mix. And I'm like, oh, that is way too close. And sometimes right. he's like, man, just go with it. I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's too close for me. I feel right, like, right, 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 I feel right. like your joke kind of bursted in my mind and I want to get rid of it. That's happened a few times too. Yeah. It, it, that's the, that's the, that's the great part of Again, talking about jokes sometimes yeah. with somebody that you trust. That's the hard part. Like, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like comics, I think a lot of people, as comics, we want to look for the good in people. Like that's right. just what we do, right? We just want to look for the good in people. And what winds up happening is not everybody has the same values as you. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like you say that joke, you get that joke or try to work this joke out with the wrong person. That motherfucker might take your shit. Oh, yeah, I, had that, I had that happen, man. For real? Yeah, year, years ago. I don't even, I think he still does comedy, but I don't think I would ever use it. But uh, me and my buddy were talking about race and I, and I compared it to like running on the track versus a, a marathon and shit. And he's like, damn, that's great, man. That's a great analogy. I'm like, yeah, man. And in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking like, I got to figure out how I'm going to use this on a bit. And then like that Sunday, I see him at the mic and he goes up, does his joke. And then does the whole track thing. I'm thinking like, we never discussed you using that. <laughs> you just said Yo, you I liked did. it. But me and, me, and, uh, yeah. me and Brian Tinker do that to each other all day. Because literally it's like, when me and Brian Tinker get together, it's a writing session. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people might not understand it. Because they're like, yo, y'all just keep going. Y'all just keep going. Y'all just keep going. It's like, dog, it's a writing session for us, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, we literally just kick jokes off each other. But because we talk in the we talk in the conversational form on stage, 
it literally sounds like we're having a conversation, but we literally bouncing jo- like we accidentally. You just you keep talking right. to a funny and person, you, yeah. you just drop a joke. You end and up so, like, damn, like, that's good, yeah. <laughs> right, and we both had to wind up being like, "Yo, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that." You know what I'm saying? Even if we don't use it, like it's just like I'm gonna use that just in case. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think that one you got to do a little bit more. Yeah, I am um, like um, formal. I use that word loosely, but like formal writing sessions, that's never worked for me because like you get in those groups and it always turns into like you start talking about the local comedy scene. If there's any drama, or specials you've seen, shit you've seen on YouTube, next thing you know, everybody's just on their phones and it's just mm-hmm. devolved into a conversation. But I notice like whenever I'm around comics that I'm really close with or really respect, that's what happens. It just kind of turns into a conversation. And next thing you know, funny shit is just being said. And it's right. like, oh, can I use that? That's funny. Oh, you should try this. Yeah, but like to sit down and we all got our notebooks. It never works, man. I've Not never seen those. I, I, I don't. One, I don't write like that. So, like, I think everybody. I think a lot of people don't think I write, but I'm like, motherfucker, well, I write. I just, I don't write. I write. I write what I want the joke to be about, and then mm-hmm. I just go on to. This is why, like, when we were talking about um, going to certain mics, it's like, I and I, I had to explain that to somebody one day, one day. <laughs> Because they were talking about another comic, and they were like, yeah, I'm better than him. And I was like, bro, you've been doing it for two years. He's been doing it for 15. That's that, dangerous, some... that's that dangerous time. Yeah. You think you, yeah. And I was like, bro, listen, you're good. You're really good. You might, If you keep developing, you're going to be special, right? But if you keep going down this cocky, have you ever, you remember those guys when we when you first start? Like, Because I think you've been, doing, you've been doing it way longer than me. Not way longer, but I think 13. you've been doing it longer than me. Yeah, I'm 10. Okay. So you remember those guys that like when you're in like uh like your two year mark and they're funnier than everybody else in the two year mark? Oh yeah. But then when you get to the five year mark, everybody's bypassed them. Yeah. Because they stopped working. Yeah. And I and I was trying to explain this to him. I'm like, listen, bro, you're 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 a year and a half. I think he's like two years in, a year and a half in. I'm like, you are funnier than a regular person at two years. But you're not funnier than a regular person at five years, right? If you don't keep getting funny in like three, four years, all these motherfuckers that you keep talking about is some shit and they don't, what's the name? They gonna bypass you, bro. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't know who's gonna be the who's gonna make it. Stop and that's talking that, like yeah. that. And that's and at like that two to five year mark, that's where people that's where like that first initial separation begins. Yes. Well, like, okay, like you said, like that guy who's funny at two years, that's funnier than most of those guys. Mm-hmm. If you get if you get lazy, you're gonna get stuck there. And mm-hmm. a lot of guys they, they get kind of like enamored with that spot because you have all these like super new comics looking up to you, like, oh, this person's so good, they're so good. Right. I want to be like them. You kind of get caught up in that, like, oh, I don't need to work on this because all these new comics like me. But what mm-hmm. happens is it's like, like you said, you start getting passed over for shit, and that's when you start. That's when you start to get real work. That's when your friends start getting past at clubs. They start getting weekends. Yep. A few people might start going on the road. And you're like, damn, I'm only doing these bar shows. Why is everybody passing me? Because that, that is a very crucial, very crucial point. And that's where that bit- bitterness can really start. Is if you don't mm-hmm. work at the beginning and your friends start getting passed by, by either like better producers. Yep. Or God, God forbid it's a club. Because that's when that bitterness really starts to really sense, man. And that's and that's the first time it happens. You know what mm. I mean? <laughs> nah, yeah, I think I think um I try to explain this to a lot of people. I'm like, listen, when you Tony Woods, we bring up Tony Woods a lot on this show because one DC vet, uh I mean well comedy legend, yeah. right? But you know what I mean? But everybody, a lot of people know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes <coughs> I think these comics they see Tony come to an open mic. And he'll like, cause they don't realize like, to, even though Tony's been doing this shit for like thirty years at this point, right? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Like, yes. even though Tony's been doing uh, like comedy for thirty years, he knows how to move wording around in his jokes. So sometimes you might hear a joke that you heard him do on stage, and he'll do it at an open mic, but he's not doing it at the open mic just to get it. You know what I'm saying? Just to be like, oh, I, this joke's funny. He like changed a word somewhere in that joke. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so sometimes they'll they'll like 
they'll be like, man, Tony, I don't think Tony that good. And I'm like, oh, you're you're tripping. Yeah, you yeah, don't you know. Think, the, you, you think you think people that talking about? Do you think people that I was like, and I, I explained this to him. I'm like, do you really think club headliners or what's like, do you really think that they came to your open mic to like kill it like they were at a club? No, they just came to work some shit on. They just came yeah. to work some shit out real quick. They had something on their head. They sandwiched it in between two good jokes just so that nobody could say they were some shit, right? But they really just wanted to see if this one joke wording came out correctly right or, yeah. or, or if i want to move this joke was it, so it's like you're trying to compare somebody who features at a club somebody who headlines a club somebody that's a normal host to a club to an open micer you're tripping fam you, yeah, like, you don't tripping. do that don't do yeah. that it's, it's but <clears throat> i think i know it's hard to get past it's human nature you see somebody do bad you see yourself do good i'm automatically better than that person and it's like not always homie yeah, not always, and it's man, not even. Man. And sometimes, honestly, man, it's not even about somebody who's a killer from wire to wire. I have to tell a lot of young comics too. Like people go, and I'm not saying anybody in DC, but I've experienced this a lot of my career where they go, "Why are they letting this guy feature? Why is this person doing this?" It's yeah. just like, yo, they might not be funny. Like, I mean, like, uh, just gut busting funny for the 25 minutes. But guess what? Mm -hmm. They can do the 25 minutes. Wow! Can you can you do the twenty five minutes? Well, it's, it's like well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. And why is this person? And everybody thinks they can. Everybody yeah. thinks they can do twenty five right. minutes. Think, they think they can. They really yeah, think yeah. they can. They can do it. It's just like well, can you get up there and talk into a mic for twenty five minutes, or is it yes. gonna be is it gonna be funny the entire right. the entire time even remotely? Yeah, even remotely. Like some of these guys, I would see. You know, like when like you like we were saying, when you're super young, you don't think they're the funniest, but they go up there, they get regular laughs but they're not killing and you go oh i could do that man you get up there and you 10 minutes in you go shit i got 15 more minutes Next <laughs> thing you know, you're, you're bombing yo yep. have you ever have you ever heard the story um uh jamie fox tells about when he opened for mark curry no so he opened for him for years and he said he was at the point to where he was like killing and he asked like some club owners like yo like why why am i not i should be headlining i'm funny some some nights it's, it's tough for Mark Curry. I should be headlining. I should be the one. On, I should be on the marquee. They go, you know what, Jamie? Cool. We're gonna give you a night. They gave him a night. He said like twelve people showed up. He goes, yo, what the fuck, man? He's like, I've been killing in these full rooms. They go, yeah, that's because they're there to see fucking Mark Curry. Mark Curry. It's like you might think that you're better than him, but he put asses in the season. He said that taught him Mark. a very a very uh, important lesson. No, I get like I don't. I, I people, it's the it's the argument of draw versus funny. And I was trying to I explained this to somebody. I was like, some of the funniest people you know don't have the biggest draw. Yeah, and they were like, no, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, okay, let me explain. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to explain this shit. Right? Sometimes people come to the club. Like, if you think, I think a lot of comics think that people come to the comedy club like once a month. And I'm like, dude, it's more like once a year. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like when I do like and I'm telling you, like, I try to explain this to people as a like as a showrunner and a promoter, right? I'm like, dude, if I have a room that hits that holds 300, or like say I have a room that holds a hundred and I want to do it weekly, then I gotta times that by fit like 52, right? 52 weeks in a year, and then times that bitch by 10. So that means I literally need like 52,000 people. To want to come to my show if I wanted to be sold out every fucking week, that's like do you understand? And that's yeah. a lot of fucking people, right? And it and it sounds like a crazy ass number, and people are like, "Man, you you over exaggerated." I'm like, "No, bro. We didn't say I wanted people in the room because people in the room is twelve people, ten mm -hmm. people, twenty people. If you have a hundred seater, if you have a hundred seater, you want a hundred people in your room every week. You need around fifty two thousand people." That are willing to come to your room. Now, they're not gonna come every week. You see right. what I'm saying? So what happens is, is that you get you got a couple of you might have like 40, 50 of them. That was their one time, that was their one time a year. Right. You get what I'm saying? You got another like 100, 200, 2,000 of them. They go out every three months, every five, six months. Right. Then you got another couple thousand, they go out once a month. Then you got with and then you rarely, rarely, rarely. Have motherfuckers who go out weekly. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Or go yep. out like 36 times a week. I mean, 36 times a year. Like, that's a rare occurrence. So it's like, right. dude, you need a shit ton of people. That's a lot so of people. When you, that's a lot of people. Now, to get that, right, you got to be marketable. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you got to be marketable. How do... Let's look at Instagram, right? We already learned the, the patterns. A lot of people have learned the patterns on Instagram. Instagram and TikTok. The more colors you see, the more colors you see, the more likely people pay attention. The brighter it is and clearer it is, the more likely people pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. this is just... That's just the people that get it gets in front of. Then once it gets in front of those people... If they, you gotta hope they click it. Once they click it, the algorithm figures out. Oh, I need to show this to more people, right? All of I just, it just took me a, a minute and a half to just, just explain the simple part of it. And you think that motherfuckers who come up with jokes all day give a fuck about what I just said? Right. <laughs> like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's so true, man. The biggest draw, the funniest people are not always gonna be the biggest no, draws. They're not. They're not. It's just, I'm sorry, fam. So just having a lot, like people will be like, "Oh, he got a lot of people." That doesn't mean he's funny, right? Yeah. Oh, he he don't have any people. That doesn't mean he's not funny, right? Like both can be true, both can be wrong. Like it's really like right. it's just what do you fall into? You know what I'm saying? Like right. so, like I, yeah, I, I try my best. I'm like, don't compare, don't compare yourself to thinking that you should be doing these big shows. Because when you think that you should be doing this big show and nobody's going to come to see you, you're literally like the promoter. Like, and I'll ask, you, I'll ask you this question. Do you think it's more in a promoter to fill a room or the comedian? I think, uh, I mean, if it's your event, I think it's uh, the onus is on you. It's your show, but the comic also has to do as much as they can, you know, to, to promote the show. So you so so and this is and and this is what I tell people, all right. Uh and 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 some some comics have this mentality. Some comics don't, right? It's if you want a sold out room, it's on the promoter to promote. Yeah, it's not on the promoter to put people in the seats. There's two different things. It's on the comic. If you if I'm promoting the comic, it's on the comic to get the butts in the seats. It's on the promoter to promote to the people right. to want. To get the butts in the seat, you get what right. I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, yeah, it's a relationship. It's got to be. It's a relationship. It's yeah, it has to. You got to do. It, it has to go both ways. Yes, you know. Like yeah. I, I think some people. I think like, and I'm, I'm bringing this all back because of the Jamie Foxx situation. I think some people think like, oh, it wasn't nobody in the room. The promoter ain't do their job, and then you go talk to the promoter. He's like, dog, I just spent like eight hundred dollars promoting this fucking show. Nobody wanted to see her. Yeah, no one. Nobody wanted to see this yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, nobody knew who the fuck this motherfucker was. Like I knew they were funny, but nobody knew what they was. They didn't want me to put nobody else on the show. I just basically lost my hat. Man, you just canceled the show on me. I'm like, dude, yeah, this is business, fam, and business yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> business ain't fun. Have you run into this shit? Uh, you know what? Only a couple times. I try not to um produce shows because I just I I'm I don't I, I try not to man because. I have a venue down here called the Southern and I have people hit me up like, yo, man, I see you got this Southern. This room was packed out. And and I get it, man. A lot of people see a packed room and they go, oh, I'll just climb on that. And and I tell You're people, right. hey, man, unless you un, un, unless you can put people in these seats, I can't help you, man. I was like, I can yeah. give you the guy's information who books this show, but he's going to ask, can you put people in the seats? And if not, he's not going to book you. And yeah. sometimes even I forget, I'll ask like, hey, can I uh, headline the off night? And they go, you're not really a draw. And I go, oh, shit. You know what? You're right. My bad. I shouldn't have asked. There's very, there's very few videos <laughs> and shows that have yeah. a built-in audience where, like, yes. no matter what, people are going to be there. Like Umar's room that he used to run. Um, uh, Jen, Jen and Jen, Jokes. Jen and Jokes. That shit's yep. going to be packed out. But the thing is, it's going to be packed out because he has a reputation for having a great show. And he right. promotes it well. And it... And it took him a few years to get it to the point where people, when they get the email, they go, oh, I'm going, and they don't really care. But that right. that takes time. And um, working with a lot of comics uh, who are like on the cusp of like um, really breaking it really big, even those guys, like, dude, again, not trying to name drop, just trying to be honest and open with people. People look at Mark Norman. They go, man, I want that guy's career. But after the show, man, me and him will be back in the hotel. And he was like, fuck, man. He was just like, they had to paper the room. I was like, dude, it was packed. He goes, yeah, but only 
you know, uh, 40% of the people wow. pay for the ticket. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the kind of stuff that you don't think about when you're a younger yeah. comic. You just go, oh, he's headlining. You see all these butts and seats, but you don't know that the club had to paper this room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm yeah, not, yeah, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not knocking my, I'm not saying anything that he has ever said on a podcast. Yeah, because like, he blew oh. up now. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, yeah, so yeah, you headlining, but once you start headlining, now your job is one to one, keep writing, but now your thing is to now, how can I get butts in seats? How can I get to the point where I can work a door deal? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. don't realize they go, oh, you're headlining, you, you got it made. No, you got to do press. You still got to advertise the show. And if you really give a fuck, you don't want a room that's papered. You want a room that is full of your people. Yeah, facts. So you, yeah, yeah you it's yeah. just looking at people at whatever level they are. I would say ninety percent of those people who are worth a damn, they're looking above them because, like, working with Mark, he's always like, "I want to do what Segura is doing. I want to, I want to do the the Mulaney right. thing." But I'm looking at Mark like I want to do what he's doing, but he's looking above that, and Bill Burr is mm -hmm. looking above that. And yep. whoever's above Bill Burr, they're looking above that. You know what yep. I'm saying? No, I, I, dude, we gotta get you on the show. But like, that was one of the, like I definitely gotta get you on the show. I do oh, want to yeah. say that before we get out of here. But that was one of the things I, I get in. I get in art, not arguments, because I don't really argue about stuff that I know about. But it's something that I have to explain to people a lot. Like people, are like, where's the flyer for the show? Like, there's no flyer for the show. And they're like, how is there no flyer for the show? I'm like, okay, let me. Okay. <laughs> well, you got to me... give a nigga a slow okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I mean, you, you got to back it all the way up. Okay. Yeah, let, let me bring this back. Yeah. Um, nobody, you're not getting like, it. Okay. Yeah, you're not getting this shit, nigga. Uh, people come to this show because this show is good. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. our DuPont show and DuPont Circle, like people come to the show because the show is good, right? People like the the the, the fucking state fair. We do a uh, drain in Bal uh in Catonsville. People come to the show because the show's good. Mm -hmm. The hideout. The people come to the show because the show's good, right? I have multiple shows where I don't put out a flyer. You know, reason why I had to stop putting out flyers because I started realizing that every time I put out a flyer, if people didn't know the person on the flyer, they wouldn't show. Wow. Not because, the, dude, and it's so fucking weird. Every time I've done it. When I make, I, I'll like, because everybody will convince me, put all these people on this fly, put everybody on the fly, put everybody on the fly. And I'm like, I'll give you your own flyer. You get what I'm saying? That you could put out to your friends, your family, your fans, right? But when I go, when I do a big show, I don't, I don't, I can't promote the comics until after the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just had the DC Comedy Festival. Oh, yes. Yeah, Name one person that you, you saw promoted for the festival besides Frankie French. Who headlined the festival? I didn't. We, like you get what I'm saying? Like, but you now when the comp now when we put the pictures out, we tag all the packed comics rooms. in it. Yeah. It's a packed room. All the audience got to see this comic. They got to see the comic it was funny. They didn't have any pre pre notions to who the comic was. You get what I'm saying? They couldn't judge who the comic was going to be. So we had a room a, a a room full of people with a comic that people would be like, he will do bad in front of these people. And these people most likely was like, I'm not going to go see him. He doesn't look like my style. And then he rips this bitch. It's one particular comic. I can't remember his name right now. But when I say the motherfucker came in a rumper, right? <laughs> he, came, he, came in a, he came in a shorts rumper. And motherfucker, I mean, ripped, it. my guy. Ripped it. ripped it, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was, this is our bus, it was bus boys and poets. It's a white comic, long hair with a rumper. You know killed what I'm saying? It. Right. It killed it. So it's like, you don't know, like, people have preconceived notions in their head of, like, who's funny, who's not funny. And when you're big famous, right, when you say uh, Eddie Griffin is coming to town, or an uh, Earthquake, or a uh, Bill Burr, or uh, uh, D-Ray, uh, Jeff yeah. Ross, D-Ray, whatever, whoever, they all have their select crowds. Right. Some of their crowds cross-set, right? But somebody, some, there's somebody out here who's like, D-Ray's funnier than Dave Chappelle. I'd rather pay $30 to go see D-Ray than pay $80 to see Dave Chappelle. There's some people out here who think Kevin's better than Dave Chappelle. There's fucking people out here who legit, this is not, like, I'm not, like, trying to really compare them too much, but there's people out here who think Bill Burr is the funniest comic of all time, and they don't like any of the other three people I just named, right? right. Mm -hmm. So when you put them, 
when you put them on the when you put them on a flyer, what winds up happening is their audience is so large. Remember, we need 52,000 people for this 100 seater, right? They have five million. They got five million people that want to come see them. You know what right. I'm saying? Out of the out of the 25 million that's around the area that, that that's willing to drive over there. So they don't have to, they can put them on a flyer and, and be like, oh, come see. Dave, come see Bill. Come see what's name. But when you are somebody in a new area, sometimes you don't need a flyer, bro. You just need to promote the show. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, a lot, but a lot of people they like it because it makes them. They it makes especially a younger comic. It makes them feel official. If you got yes. a flyer, you know what I mean. A yes. lot of it is to stroke. It's to stroke your own little your own you know, ego. Our own little ego. Yeah, man. Like uh, here, like my, my man Danny, like when I first started doing the mic here, he goes, we need to put all the comics on the on name on the flyer. I go, no one cares. Not even Nobody really. cares. I was like, especially for an open mic, I was like, why do I need to put 15 names on the flyer? No one cares. No, no one gets the shit. Even when Not I do all. like a lot of local <laughs> shows, what do you want for credits? Nobody cares. Just say I'm a DC guy. No one cares. Oh, dude. I, and I tell, I tell people that all the time. Like when I go up, people will be like, Yo, he is one of the guys who runs the DC. Co- he puts on a show and like, dude, no, don't do that. Yeah. Let, listen, let me be funny. Let me be funny. And then if people want to see me, they'll I, I'll be standing outside when the show's over. They'll walk up and talk to me. Right. You get what I'm saying? And I'll give yeah. them a card or I'll give them my Instagram. But yeah. don't you don't have to do any of that shit. Yeah, it's like, so funny. Yeah, it's it's so funny when you're super young and you do feel like you got one credit and you like say this, say this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 say I open for this person and then it's just like after a while you're like I don't want to fucking don't don't say don't anything, say any of this shit. You know what I, I used to hate too? <laughs> you, ever, you ever you ever get the fake like he was on BET? Like hey yeah, man, don't, don't do lie and say I was on yeah. TV, man. Don't do that for me, bro. I had I got I got the joy. I performed one college, man. and somebody was like, "He performs colleges all around America." I was like, "Bitch." Yeah, Dude, I just I just yeah, I just did one. Ooh, it was not fun. Oh, for real? I went up to Utica and I did Mohawk Valley Community College. Oh, I had to wear a mask. It was socially distanced. Um, they were all literally like eighteen years old, and I bombed for like fifty-one minutes. I tried crowd work. I tried doing an advice section. They were like, just do jokes. I was like, y'all want jokes? They were like, yeah, just do some jokes. I did some jokes. They go, was that it? I go, yeah, those are the jokes, man. I was like, they go, man. I go, I'm sorry. That's This is what I got. (laughs) That's fucking hysterical, 51 minutes, man. As soon as I, I looked at my clock, I was like, 51 minutes. I was like, hey, I did my time. I'm out. I handed that lady the microphone and walked the fuck out of there. Oh my God! What is this through Aka or Naka? It was through my yeah, my comedy, my um, college agent. Yeah, nice, nice. Nah, it yeah, was, dude. I, it was rough. Now, <laughs> you know what? I will say this: they were nice. They, they, uh, they, they, uh, they humored me a little for a while, and they, they, they walked out. Up. They could have booed, but you know, we tried to make. It, I tried several things. I walked through the crowd. I tried to. What do y'all? Y'all want relationship advice? Y'all want to know about? Just oh ask me God. ask a black man something, nothing, just bombing. <laughs> Dude, I did uh me and Shevitz did uh we do um me and Shevitz, which are we do um I'm gonna get in trouble live show for DC now because everybody because we do this as a live show too. Um we're doing it one time and I made like three jokes in a row and them drinks was just like in the fucked up part because we're both on stage together so the lucky part is is like Shevitz is such an asshole to me that he just made sure everybody knew it but I mean like I think my worst bomb this year is pandemic related to we do a show at Union Stage 215 people right 215 people I'm opening the show but I hate hosting. Not like nobody really wants to host, but you host because it gets you more whatever. Like if a great if you can become a great host, you can get a lot of work. So yeah. I'm like, so like I'm like, I right, I'm hosting, and I get in my I'm, people. I get a couple big laughs. I sit down on the chair, and now I'm going into my bits. Like I forgot I'm hosting at this point. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> so I'm thinking like, oh shit, I'm running. I go, I go, I remember. Oh shit, I'm hosting, nigga. Like, you gotta get the fuck up. So I'm trying to like 
<laughs> so I'm trying to find my way out of the joke, but I'm thinking too long. So I'm pausing too long. Oh, and you're sitting down too? And I'm sitting down. Oh. Bro, so I hit the punchline. And when I said nobody laughed, and I was like, dog, this is one of my hitters too. Like, it was bad. And I was just like, I was like, this is this is the part where I gotta say, as a comic, I I fucked up. I apologize. Yeah, I you know what I mean? Like, up. yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> is it is it is it isn't that isn't it, it kind of an amazing thing when you tell a joke and no one laughs? There there's like a yes. weird beauty in that because it's like you have the opposite where like you say a group of words together and then boom everyone laughs at the same time right. but then you can also say a group of words together and literally Nobody. no one laughs yes 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 like the, the magic in that like everyone agreed without even yeah. talking like this isn't funny <laughs> yeah and, and, and especially when it's too like i try to tell people i'm like when you bomb in front of 20 people Anything less than fifty, I was like, like, like as you as you grow in comedy, the number gets bigger, right? But like when you when you when you are a new comic and you bomb in front of like four people, it's like the end of the world, yeah, right. But then you get past that, and then it becomes once you bomb in front of twenty people, when you bomb in front of two hundred people on a joke, dude, it's one of the worst feelings ever. Like God, you had two hundred. You had 200 times, you had 200 different people to just get a giggle. Just, a, just, a, just give me a giggle. Right, <laughs> like, something, a smattering. Something. Just yeah. give me something. Give me it's, some, a, it. <laughs> it's, a, dude, it's a beautiful, weird art form, man, to just get up there and be able to make people laugh at the same time. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but Yeah, but dude, even the joke bombing is it's just like, man, everyone agreed <laughs> that, that 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 was not good. And then when you, you know, have them in succession, it's just like, all right, one bomb to go. Okay, I'm gonna do this one. Yo, when, oh, it, I've had yo. that. I've had that. I've had that. I've definitely had that. Where you try to get out of the joke, you like, oh, you you go ahead and finish that joke. You start up the next joke. You like that one's gonna hit, and it doesn't. And then you start up the next joke, and that one doesn't hit. Ooh. Yeah, oh, dude, that's what happened to me towards the end of that show. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this bit, and I'm like, man, that didn't do well. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this, and then I started to panic, dude. I was, I was talking so fast, I was skipping around the joke, and then I was like, oh, okay, man. that one bombed, and then I was like, let me just do this one, and then that one was even more choppy. I was like, man, oh, let yeah. me look at my clock. Fifty one minutes, I'm out of here, man. Dog, that's I crazy. Panicked. I yeah, dude. I hadn't panicked on stage like that in a long time. Uh, I to be I needed it. If the, yeah, if yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it didn't feel good, but I, you need that feeling of like panic to let you know, like, hey, man, this shit real. Don't don't fuck yeah. up, don't fuck around. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, I bombed. I thought I did. I bombed. I bombed. This pandemic, like I said, the pandemic, and, and I was trying to explain this to my girl. Like, listen, not being on stage. You lose timing. Just yeah. one week, one week. You try to go back and do that joke. Like that's why. Like when people are like, "Oh, they don't go on." Like, yeah, I only go on stage when I get paid. And you're like, "Bro, I I know how much. I know how many times you get paid. Yeah, like, you only get paid like once a month, bro. Like what yeah. the fuck? That like good, maybe yeah. every two. Like so. Like I'm like, dude. If I miss a week, I can tell my time's off. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like because I listen to the recording, I'm like, "Ooh, I paused way too long. Ooh, I jumped right through that joke." You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I was trying to explain to my girl, I'm like, I went, I had three big shows back to back, but I didn't get a chance to go out and hit mics beforehand just to work on, not even like, cause normally I don't work on the jokes. Sometimes I don't work on the jokes unless I'm changing the joke. I just like being on stage telling jokes. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And like, that just helps me stay right. And I bombed like three shows in a row. Oh, and then wow. I had to, and then I, what? You, but you know how it is. Like when we say, like a lot of people don't get when we say bomb. We talking about like we just didn't do as good as we should have done, right? Like we didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a two year bomb. It was like a ten year bomb. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I only got the last of a nigga that that's been doing this for three years. Yeah, I do. A bomb. Uh, I used to hang out with my boy Vince, my buddy Vince Morris. Great comic. He been doing it twenty five years. Man, I would watch that dude headline and he would destroy. I mean, 50 minutes of crowd work, great bits, making shit up on the fly, the riffing, everything, kill. Right. And come off stage and be like, ah, that shit was whack. I'm like, I would kill. <laughs> I'm like, whack. 
It's like somebody literally <laughs> fell out of their chair. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he but, didn't get he didn't get to run around the room. He didn't, he didn't he had didn't, nobody right. running around the room yet. Ah man, I usually somebody usually die. It's like <laughs> man, isn't that dope though? When you're a super new comic and you watch like a vet, like a 15 plus year vet, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah, just yeah. have a crowd eating out their hand. You're like, damn, this like they like magicians, man. When you watch yeah, that yeah. at that level, you're like, man, I hope I can be like that, man. It's so good. Like I remember one of the first comics, like real comics I saw was my was my boy Delay out in Vegas. Like Delay mm -hmm. is doing his thing in LA. But I remember going to the mics and watching, and I remember the first time he ever showed up, nigga had sweatpants on, a, a, just a shirt out. And I remember thinking, like, this nigga got sweatpants on. What the fuck is up with this? Man, he went up there. It was so effortless. It was so, it just flowed. And I was just like, this is what comedy is. Like, right. this is what I want to be able to do. And I had gone a couple of times, and I thought people were funny, but Delay was just on that other level above everybody. Right. Where, like, right. you got guys who had funny jokes. It was just like, joke, 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 joke. But it wasn't anything cohesive and nothing really flowed. But it was yeah. funny for five minutes. But Delay went up and was just like it was cohesive. He was talking to people. He was doing bits. I was wow. like, this is this is what I came to see. Wow, it was dope. Yo, man. let's get out of here, bro. Like, yeah, man, my bad. You know, yeah, I wasn't. There. No, dude, I'm fine. My my girls, my girls try to go to sleep, so I, <laughs> so I so, keep getting texts all to the side. Like, can you shut the fuck up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, man. Nah, it was awesome, bro. I really do appreciate that. I, I, I'm, I'm glad we got a, a chance yeah, to too, talk man. it up for an hour. Yeah, we too. don't really talk like that, so I'm, I, I can't wait to have you on the show. I'll get something out there to you. Yeah, let me, yeah, let me know, man. I'm, I'm always down to get up there, and um, yeah, man. Can I uh, plug my album real quick? That's or? what I was about to say. I was oh. just about to say what you got. So yeah, I have an album that just came out with Helium uh, Records. Uh, it came out August six. Six. It's called Off Script. It's available nice. everywhere, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, I mean, um, Amazon Music, uh, everywhere. I got some bits on XM, so if you're hearing on XM, make sure you tweet to them and go, hey, play some more Chris Allen, help me out, download the album, listen to it, let it play in the background, just help a nigga out. Yo, we'll put it underneath the thread on uh, on the podcast, bro. I appreciate it, man. All right, bro, ladies and gentlemen, troublemakers, be safe out here, man. Thanks, man. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. Get out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. Okay, you chasing clout on